Hello, horror fan, best friends, and ghoulish knights, and welcome to the third episode of Murders with Mertens. I am your host, Joe, and this is a podcast about horror, horror comedies, slashers, the horror adjacent, thrillers, the supernatural, the psychologically terrifying, scary films in general. Each episode, I intend to sit down with a guest and discuss one of their favorite scary films so we can gush about everything that makes it just so damned cool. Let's not waste any time in introducing my guest, Andy Mack. Andy, welcome. Hello. How the hell are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for ages. Good. Yes. Well, we've certainly talked about it on Mark's Zoom calls uh, for a while and uh, glad to finally get this going. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad yeah. you added comedy in that intro because. Yeah. Well, I, I had mentioned, uh, you know, I'm trying to switch up the spiel here and there and it's part of what has uh, caused me to stumble here and there but maybe getting the subgenre of the topic in in the uh opening spiel you know might be a fun little thing to do so eh, it's just uh all good all in good time uh andy who the hell are you who i'm andy back i do streams and much but i am much more of a comedy movie fan than horror i'd say but as i know you're the horror expert and oh. obviously I picked a comedy horror because yeah. what else would I pick? Well, hardly an expert, but uh, yeah, man, I know uh, you're not particularly fond of scary films, but uh, you know, folks always have something kind of horror adjacent that they love. So I'm not surprised that this is one that came to mind when uh, I asked you to come on as a guest. So uh, today's episode does revolve around 1988's Beetlejuice, uh, written and directed by Tim Burton. Andy, what's your history with the film? Obviously, this came out, I'm young. This came out before I was born. Sorry to rub that in in anyone's faces. But... um, you. (laughs) I love you too. But I remember watching this when I was younger. And one of my weirdest memories is when I went to Florida when I was young. They did like a horror stage show. And Beetlejuice was one of them walking around. And it it just brings a lot of happy memories of that. And obviously, the songs in this, or, you know, the two songs in this are just classics. There's the musical more recent that's thing and that's just pretty it's just one of those things that it's not a film i watch often enough but every time you watch it you're like that's a fucking good time i used to watch this more yeah absolutely i was kind of shocked that i didn't own a copy so i did rectify that before uh putting this together because um it it deserves a spot on the shelf for sure um so why don't we jump on in uh you know we we get just these odd little strains of Harry Belafonte with uh, Deo Deo. Daylight Come, and may want to go home. Then title card with Beetlejuice. You get the iconic Danny Elfman score as we get a cool tracking shot of the little town that slowly turns from real life into a scale model, ending on an old farmhouse in a hill. Also, the brass section in the score is just working overtime on this one. It's great. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. That it's, like I said, I, it's not a hardcore horror film, but it's definitely got that music of like, this is your typical 80s horror movie intro of just, like I said, the tracking shot, the music, you just think you're in for your typical horror film. Oh, yeah, it's great stuff. And I feel like this is music that's been used over and over in movie trailers and uh, other shit throughout the years. Uh, but yeah, uh, just a wonderful start for the film. And then we get this giant ass spider that crawls its way over the top of the house and, you know, Alec Baldwin just walks up and just very, very calmly, without even a Kleenex or a yeah. tissue or anything, just picks it right Doesn't up. give a fuck. Just takes it. Yep, just picks it up. He even pokes at it, which 
I found a little distressing. I'm not like terrified of spiders or anything, but I'm not going to poke it in the face. Don't piss it off. What's what Yeah, stupid yeah. Thing? You know, kill it with fire, right? Um, <laughs> so he just tosses it out the window, which was kind of funny because, you know, he's going through the hassle of trying to save the fucking thing. But three story floor it'll be fine i'm sure it'll, it'll be good you know maybe a bird will swing down and get a little snack as it falls i don't know uh, but then uh we get the introduction of gina davis here uh his wife barbara alec baldwin is adam and um these dorks are just madly in love they're they're just, be- just the happy couple in oh massive yeah house and just i've got also say so fucking young I forgot how young they all look in this movie. It's They're just like possibly young. Yes. Alec Baldwin's hair is just perfect in this movie. Every time I'm looking, I'm like, I just want that. I just can't do that. No, I don't have enough hair to do that any longer. No. Uh, and not on the you top, know, but yeah. But then Barbara, uh, well, you know, she's got that typical eighties perm. That, that's all you got. Um, yeah, but you know, here they are. They're starting their vacation together, and I—I I don't know about you, but I don't know that I've ever given any given anyone a vacation gift. But they, you know, they have little presents for each other, and they're just things to use to spruce up the house because that's what they're going to spend their next two weeks doing. Which is, yeah, I, I suppose I like it's nowadays. Cool. If, if you got, you know, if you had a woman or anything, you're like, here's some cleaning products for your vacation. Use. Just get hit so hard in the gentleman region. Just yes, brave. Had some brave balls on this. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously on the same page. So yeah, I, I suppose that works. Uh, but then we get the introduction of Jane, the realtor, uh, and she is um, yeah, she's kind of an asshole. Being irritating. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, it, it's not so much. I think that you know she's just there unannounced and really inserting herself in their lives but she brings up that comment about them being childless and obviously that's striking a big chord with uh gina davis's character because they seem to have been trying and unsuccessfully and well here they are and uh she pops up a couple of times yeah it's um just it's kind of uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. you know they shake her off twice and, uh, you know, well, hey, guess what? We need to run into town because I need new paintbrushes or whatever. And uh, it's revealed that uh, Alec Baldwin's character, you know, he's got a hardware store. And you get that great little part with the old man sitting outside the barbershop. And just giving the story. And yeah. In and out. And we've all got so I think we all know someone like that. It's just like, you just want to say hi and have a quick chat. It's ended in half an hour. You're like, fuck. Just... Yep, and uh, Adam, he knows better. Um, you know, he, he skirts on by, runs into the store. It's like two seconds. He gets what he needs, comes back out. The guy's still going on. Um, yeah, yeah, that works. Um, and then, of course, as they were going into town, you notice the dog crossing in front of them first, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah you, see, you get the little hints of his little cute dog, you know, it's adorable. He is just, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. blame them for what they did in a minute, but you know, no, no, but uh, you know, of course, they um, they swerve out of the way. I mean, hell, their uh, bumper sticker says, I break for animals, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> they crash through the side of the bridge and they they're hanging on. But they look back and that little motherfucker. That he's little, a, that little fucker just jump up. Just fun jump and they'll have a nice little swim. Oh yeah. Yeah, that dog is vindictive as fuck. Absolutely. 
He's like, you try to run me over? God damn it. You are dead motherfuckers. Um, and it's one of those things, um, and obviously I know you're more, you know, you're a positive person. I'm more negative. So I'm not trying to shit on the movie, but the crash itself doesn't make sense to me because that you clearly see the dog before the bridge. You see them swerve and then they crash in the middle of the bridge. I don't quite get how that works. It yeah. bugged me every time. Like, yeah, there might be a little continuity issue there. I don't know. Um, it, to me, it was more the drop. Uh, it doesn't really seem that far. Uh, maybe the water is just that shallow that the impact say, it could was. Just be a, yeah. Just a small hill. yeah, that could be it's a, it. Not a good way to go. That's no squishing. No, it's not great. Um, but obviously they drowned because you know we see other uh, spirits later on in the film that uh, well they're a little worse for wear, right? There's definitely much worse ways to go. In this. Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah. Well, yeah, they somehow make it back home, and uh, well. They're, they're kind of squishy. Uh, it's time to light some fire, try to warm up. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember how Adam steps outside, but he's no longer on this plane of existence. It's uh, yeah, he, he's he's gone to Arrakis. He's just hiding yeah. over there. <laughs> it's either Arrakis or Sandworm or uh, Saturn or something like that, but you, you get the same damn sandworms, essentially. Um, yeah. It's it's very weird. Um, it, it's one of those few. Th- it's it was one of the obviously the beginning's typical stuff. It's when you watch it. It's one of those moments that makes me realize this is a horror film because I'm not sure if it's the stop motion animation or just the weirdness of it. It's just it's something uncomfortable about though. That's these scenes in particular with the sandworm and the planet. It's like I don't know why it just makes it worse. Like there is nothing even remotely recognizable here. It's just sand's about it. It's just okay. weird blue shit. The sandworm. This, planet in the sky it's just yeah and like the yeah the what you see as far as the planet or moons or whatever and all that it looks like special effects out of the 60s which i'm sure was what uh, burton was going for there but yeah i i'm not sure i'm overly in love with the whole aesthetic of uh saturn there but if that is where it is i mean who knows it's it's a throwaway line from beetlejuice later but uh yeah. it, I, I do enjoy the sandworms at the very least. Uh, and like the, the head within the head thing, it's, uh, you know, yeah, the full it, little alien rip off. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I am very much down with that. Uh, and they find the, uh, handbook for the recently deceased, diseased, no, deceased, uh, after Adam returns. And, uh, then we get our first little bit of Beetlejuice. He's just, you know, below ground, yeah. you know, flipping through the paper. Oh, yes, when he's looking, yeah, he said he need to find a job, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping ahead there, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. It's, uh, he's looking at, uh, you know, the want ads, uh, you know, the obituaries. Um, and we, we see the Maitlands. Well, please welcome the Maitlands. Um, suckers. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, time passes in weird, odd ways, either, you know, just them being in the afterlife or, uh, trips to Saturn, but, uh, entered the Dietzes, uh, the assholes that buy their home. It's just the lovely people that, um, she called again, uh, Catherine O'Hara. I'm yes. Sure if have you, have you watched Shit's Creek? Uh, I, I am well aware of it and, uh, yeah. definitely and love this... her work and everything else that she's done. Yeah. She's... It was just like, because I've recently watched all of that and then watched this, I'm like, she is the exact same fucking character. It's just that that snobby rich thinks she's better than everyone. The oh, whole yeah. 
That that's my sculpture. It's not that I bought it. I made it. It's my and it's fucking dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're very much uh, you know targeting yuppies in the eighties with uh, you know these characters uh, and also Otho. Um, Otho is every wannabe designer that kitchen clients will bring with them to appointments when they need their expert in their lives to tag oh, along no. with them. Oh yeah. Have yeah. You have to deal with an Otho. Uh, I, I've no. dealt with a few Othos in my time. Um, and well, boy, God bless them. But the Maitlands, they try to scare these people off. They try. The, the pulling the face off. It, it, it's nothing again. It's the totally sixties cheap horror you know mm-hmm. it's mold and plasticine playmation all that sort of stuff it's like it just makes it because it's so low tech it just seems so much creepier oh, i yeah. don't know why it's that it's that thing with you know how spiders move it's it creeps people out it's that i get that same effect from this sort of old 60 okay. style animation sort of stuff yeah it's um i mean it looks great and uh i think if you weren't um you know, someone moving up in the eighties, like this family is then sure. You probably would have seen it and you would have been terrified, but no, you're a fucking yuppie. Um, so they, they see nothing uh, out the way. And Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so then how do they now? I guess they don't go back to Saturn quite yet. Uh, but, it's dinner time for the Dietzes and they're bemoaning the fact that, uh, you know, Cantonese. they're eating Cantonese and they can't get Sichuan. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I would kill for just Chinese food in general. And it's probably what I'm going to do after this podcast, because I need some fried rice in me and maybe some hot and sour soup. Um, doesn't that sound so great? Jealous right now. I'm yes. so jealous right now. Do, do I, it's an American thing. Do you actually get it in those little cardboard tops? Sometimes. Sometimes. we don't have them here. I just thought that was a TV and movie thing. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Depends on the place. Depends on what you're getting. Oftentimes, if rice is um, a side, it'll come in one of those things. And it turns into a brick of rice before you know it. Um, oh, it's it's strange. That's... It's unfortunate. But, yeah, yeah. My regular place uh, around the corner here, it's usually just like a, you know, plastic, um, you know, clamshell style container right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of stuff we get yeah yeah so yeah not exactly like the movies but decent enough and again i could just murder some fried rice right now so that is in my near future um so they have their little fam- familial back and forth uh lydia is just it's the sour to ball of depression just yeah she grows on you eventually but right now does, yeah yeah the I think uh, the father seems to be the only one who's even remotely likable at the moment. Uh, And he's just trying to, you know, not. He he, he wants this country house for his country. The whole thing with the office. Yes. Just decorate everything, but leave this room. Like he just wants that, uh, that American family TV show. Yeah. And he just doesn't want to exacerbate his ulcer more than anything. Cause this dude has been stressed out beyond belief with, uh, whatever he's done for a living. I think it's something to do with real estate, but, uh, yeah. Uh, then it's the actual moving day the next day when the trucks come with everything and, uh, the sculpture crashing through the window and then trapping Delia against the house. Um, 
Let's just leave her there. That would solve a lot of problems in this movie. We'll just oh. leave her stuck in the wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I. Uh, yeah, just a lot of a little awkward, uh, awkwardness here. And obviously the Maitlands are not having it because their home is being just totally changed. It's everything. they the horribleness. Yes. Yes. In the worst possible ways. And, um, uh, let's see, you get this wonderful shot. And I think I've only noticed this for the first time in this rewatch where these workers are trying to steam off the wallpaper in the uh, second floor and it's creating this wonderful bank of uh, fog for Lydia to walk through as she tries she to, goes up the stairs, yes, yeah. yes. It's kind of perfect. I, I love the, 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 the super mundane of the real world uh, being turned into the supernatural. Dramatic, en- yes. dramatic entrance with Lydia of just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a lot of fun. And then, um, we get the uh, Beetlejuice car ad, the uh, Bio Exorcist, which apparently was modeled after these very, very famous ads from a car salesman in California uh, at the time. So it's very much tracks. I could could buy that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I I haven't looked any of these up, but I'm sure they're very, very similar to what we ultimately saw. Uh, Free demon possession with every exorcism. Don't forget. (laughs) It's it's, because the, the, yeah, it's the first proper thing of Michael Keaton is like he's just so perfect for this role. It's just <laughs> over the top wackiness, and like I said, if, if it is those old car adverts, it's it's that pure hard sell that we all fucking hate. But for some reason, you'll love it in this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It's perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, and then we're back to. I'm not sure how the cuts work here, but uh, we, we go back to Lydia's father. And he's just still, still trying to de-stress. You know, he's got his bird watching book and his binoculars, and he's looking out there. And of course, he Bird's finds going to town on that whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that was, some dead animal. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not great. Um, I'm not sure still what stress he's trying to, you know, alleviate himself from. But uh, he he's trying, man. He's trying to make some tea. He's I mean, trying to. If, if you were married to Delia, and there's a possible chance that she's banging off though wouldn't you be like just i'm fed up a lot yeah i i really don't think she's banging off though <laughs> well I... <laughs> no just that sort of uh, you could you if your wife is hanging out with another man that much you may get that impression even though i'm pretty sure i think it helps alleviate him from the stress that she's got this dude in her life she could just she could he can deal with her so he hasn't got yeah to. yeah that's i think bad. he's kind of good with that but uh yeah yeah he has this little bird watching moment and uh well let's see where do we go from there um then we are introduced to um the waiting room they they realize they need help so yeah, it's yeah, time to draw, to draw the, draw door, the door which is get the handle yes yeah cool little effect and uh, the wonderful green lighting and uh, just all the colors in this film are just fantastic. The lighting is just, just so trippy. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah. So they get to this waiting room and this is like the Moss Eisley cantina of waiting rooms. Fucking best. Is, is this also, is this where the guy burned himself by smoking is? Or is that like- yeah, he does offer a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to cut down myself. And yeah. Just, and obviously the half... We had the, that dancer that's half a woman, the legs there, and yeah, I didn't realize 
or if, when I was looking into it earlier, the the legs are at the time Tim Burton's girlfriend. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, she's probably a magician's assistant that was sawed in half or something like that. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and then uh, we're introduced to their caseworker, Juno. Juno. Yeah, with her wonderful, uh, you know, tracheomedy. Yeah. Tracheot. Yeah. You know what I'm getting at uh, from cancer. Yeah, the whole that it, yeah. yeah. Yep. I love the uh, smoke oh. pouring out. I was gonna say I don't think that's what that was. No, because it's I. It's something I noticed in this. It's mentioned later by Orpho when he reads the book that the receptionist says about her accident. Right. Shows there. Yep. I was and just thinking about that, but during the dinner scene, Orpho says that um, they say if you commit suicide, you become a public servant. And when you think about it, it's that because so she the Juno must have cut her neck. You've got the guy who's flattened, so he must have jumped in front of a bus. And you get the guy who's hanging, and he drops the paperwork, is hanging. So it seems that everybody who is working there did kill themselves. Okay. Okay. I can see it. Um, just with the heavy smoking, I just went right to cancer. But, oh, uh, yeah, so did I. Yeah, that's just. But no, it I... totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't yeah, think of the actress's right. name and what else I've seen her in. But yeah, mm. every time she shows up, she's wonderful. Uh, so, you know, they get their. Um, they get their uh yeah their advice from juno uh that they gotta handle this and you know you only have so many vouchers for help from us so you gotta make this work three for 125 years right right and also before see we saw before juno they have to walk through that weird willy wonka corridor oh yes the weird floors in the the room of exercise the dead for the dead yes the lost souls yes yeah the lost souls the whole thing is just tripping as fuck Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some fun world building with this stuff. Love it. Um, and then I think we're introduced to Beetlejuice again, or no? There's um. Oh yes, yes. Uh, because uh, there's the fly that's uh, yeah, that zooming around the table. And he... Yeah, and uh, we get that fun little reference from uh, the fly. Um, you know, the old uh, Vincent Price one. Uh, the help me, help me. And, uh, you know, he has a little snack. Um, so they decide, okay, it's uh, time to throw on some sheets and, you know, go for the basics, right? Yeah. And, and of course, there's sheets with wonderful print patterns on them. So it's, it's just $300 sheets. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are you getting sheets of $300? That's... I mean, it's it's the 80s, and I'm sure the thread count is fantastic. Um but in any event, uh, they go on their little haunting excursion and uh, they find the dad and he's like, Lydia, if your mom finds out what you did to those sheets, you know, and so obviously, yeah, yep. And then they find uh, Delia and uh, she's had a few Xanax uh, or something like that. Or no, it's Valium. That's right. She's Prince, yeah, yeah, sleeping yeah. with Prince Valium. Prince Valium. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, they moan a little bit louder and she snaps awake just enough to turn off the TV. And that's it. And Lydia just thinks that mom and dad are just getting at it. And it's, yes. Yes. And I, I, our, in my notes, it says uh, ghostly sex noises. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then the comment from uh it's either Barbara Day Adam or vice versa of moan louder. Um but they they do run into uh Lydia and isn't it also meant to be it's your your deaf scream or something he says? 
I can't think what it was, but yeah, obviously they find Lydia and because you mentioned earlier with the when they think they're having sex, it's like you kind of forget Renaud is fifteen in this movie. Oh Jesus, yeah, it's just another of like. She was probably like 25 when she filmed it because that's what you did in the 80s and the 90s. You hired people that were about 10 years older than the age you wanted them to portray because you had no faith in child actors actually pulling anything off. Um, You you, you do a Spider-Man one, you just get actors who are way too old. (laughs) Impossibly old, yes. Um, But uh, let's see, where do we go from there? She takes a bunch of photos with her Polaroid camera and then realizes it's not her parents. There are no feet. Um, so th- they don't really interact quite yet. She's just having breakfast with the parents and be like, okay, look what I found. They're like, whatever. That's, that's cute. Um, they're, they're, they're just not into it, but uh, then we Except move on. Don't they, don't they say that, aren't you ghoulish under there? And how much TV are you watching of just, Oh yeah. Okay. So they do interact at this point. Yeah. Yes. They have a little okay. chat there, don't they? Cause, yeah. like, yeah, Cause she can see them and she just, she just go into full depression that she's just sad and can see ghosts and yeah. Yeah. Okay. That all makes sense. Um, and then this is again, very much a late eighties film because we've got dinner parties and talking about equity. Um, you know, <laughs> that's all the rage that in it, you know, it's yeah. is that what being an adult's like, cause I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm bad at the adulting too. Don't worry. Um, but uh yeah. So they 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 go on about their, you know, mundane shit that they're so enthralled with. And uh Lydia pipes up that she's seen a ghost. And well, um they demand some proof and so on. Well, meanwhile, Adam and Barbara, they're you know, hey, we, we gotta do something. So um Let's let's try this beetle guy. Let's see what's going on. And uh, well, they get shrunk down to model size, and uh, you know they find some shovels by his headstone, and they start digging. And digging uh, through well, that cork and the yeah, whole model yeah, thing is yeah, so cool. Yeah, digging through the <laughs> particle board and the other shit and all the little layers and the fake grass. I love how it's just all embiggened for them because you know here they are at model size. Uh, yeah. It's great. And uh wow, Beetlejuice wakes up and he is incredibly horny. <laughs> he is he is it's been hundreds of years, he just needs to fuck. It's yes. just he's been locked in that box for too long. Yes, yes. In my notes, the juice is loose. But uh, you know, they're well a little yeah, they're 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 a little uh they're a little turned off by him, especially, you know, just the totally inappropriate advances towards Barbara. Um we yeah, would... the lifting the skirt with the stick. It, yeah, it's so over the line. It, yeah, the... for me, it, it works as comedy, but it's just... it does. But uh, it, this would never be filmed today. It's they no, they no, would not go in that direction. This, you're a horrible human being, and yes, fuck you. But yes. it's like it works just about enough for it to be funny. So yeah, they're like, okay, now home, home, home. Let's go back. Uh, this enough of this guy and Beetlejuice is. Um, I, I, I thought we have to go back to the the best line Michael Keaton oh. has in this movie is when they ask him about his qualifications, and he just drops into normal. Goes, well, I attended Juilliard, have a business degree from Harvard Law School, survived the Black Pain, did well there, and I've watched The Exorcist a hundred and thirty-one times, and it gets funnier every single time. Yes, just, yes, yes. Uh, delivery is fucking spot on. 
Yep. Yep. Love it. But okay. They're like enough of this shit. We just got to try to handle this on our own again. And we're back to the dinner party and we get some Harry Belafonte and uh, it's great. It's iconic. It's, it's just the best. I was reading into it. The originally Tim Burton didn't want the scene. He said it wasn't funny. He hated it, but it's just possibly the best scene in this entire movie. It's just the, obviously when it starts to, and everyone starts to, and then the dancing and the black tarantula bit and the wave of their ass to get, it's just, and everyone there is just having a, such a good time. Mm-hmm. All the actors on set are just like, this is such a, when Orpha picks up the thing and starts clapping the plate lid, it's like, crap, it's, yeah, I, I, even rewatching this, I watched it twice just to go, but I was like, that, just go back in 30 seconds, watch that scene again, because it's just, Yep, and then you get the one little horrifying bit of the shrimp cocktails turning into monstrous palms and, you know, flipping them over. And and, and you're thinking to yourself, somebody's going to crack their head on one of these cement-looking walls, and it's going to be game over, man. It's But no, no, everybody's good. They had a great time. They want to meet the Maitlands. They just want more of that, yeah. Uh, And, you know, you, you get the Maitlands watching out the window, the, any minute now yeah screaming yeah, most people be like fuck that i'm got i'm out just that's enough but nope they're just yeah with their wallets and we can make a killing out of yeah, this. that's absolutely it let's make money off the ghosts and when it turns into the yeah they don't want to come downstairs they think you're making fun of them um you know the the other couple goes to take off and you get one of the other perfect lines from this movie delia you are a flake. You have always been a always flake. Flipped. If you insist on frightening people, do so with your sculpture. Sculptures, yeah. It's just a, a character who's introduced purely for this one scene. It just gives such a thing of something all of us want to say to her: of just, you are just a fucking piece of shit, and your art sucks. Just fuck you. Because he, he mentioned before today that if anyone's making money, I've been losing money on Delia for years. If we're going to finally make some, I'm being fucking involved. <sighs> yeah. And then, um, let's see here. I think it's okay. Yeah. They march upstairs to confront them because, you know, how dare they make them look like fools. And, uh, I think this is the moment where Otho grabs the book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, yeah, they kick the door down. They're hanging out the window. Right. So sees the book, and, and I love that. The little shot of their fingers over the, the over the, the sill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're like, okay, okay. We fucked up. Uh, we did not do this well enough. We got to grab Beetlejuice and give him a yeah. shot. And, you know, it's showtime. <laughs> and, it's showtime. Or no, wait, no, that's... Uh, that's not till much later. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they do summon Beetlejuice and uh, turn him loose on him. And uh, again, the lighting in this movie is so much fun because uh, you get, uh, you know, Beetlejuice as the uh, the handrail on the stairs turning into the snake and all this stuff. Yeah, you and get the just... shadow first. And it's, mm, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just so much dark and green in this movie. And it just, mm. it somehow just works. Yeah. Just adds to that element of fucking freaky yep we've come for your daughter chuck and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh oh god charles uh his back is uh not going to be in good shape after being dropped down the stairwell that way um it's kind of 
that's gotta fucking hurt. That's yeah. He's, he's now definitely bankrupt because you guys ain't got healthcare, so he's fucked. <laughs> well, they would be able it's to afford horror. it, but uh, the rest of us not so much. Um, so yeah, the Maitlands are like, okay, this is going too far, and they uh, yeah, send him on back. And runs away. Yeah. And... Yep, it's they... just this head turn of just the, oh no, and he's just sucked back. Because mm-hmm. although he's all these weird creatures, you can still see his face, and it's just so good. It's just such good prop, prop design. Yep, yep, love it. Um, we uh, then get uh, a little distraction for Beetlejuice of uh, Dante's Inferno Room. Um, <laughs> I, I just love how Barbara thinks that he made it. He's like, you think I make that? Like, right, right, right. The right. pure look of dishonest of like, you fucking pervert. Yep, yep. Uh, I was feeling a little uh, anxious, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. So he uh, hops his horny ass over to the whorehouse and uh, they get summoned back to Juno. Uh, yep, Adam and Babs, they screwed up. And they're in deep doo doo. Yep, they're gonna get a little bit of a ton lashing from Juno on this. And here's where we get the uh, the wonderful football players. Um, but maybe be coach, I'm not your coach, he survived. Yeah, where's the men's room? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're 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 all dumb as a box of rocks and uh, yeah, in not good shape either. Um, and I think it may have been before this that um that ultimately we get Delia uh, writing a suicide note. Uh, I am alone. No, I am utterly alone. Uh huh. And it's ah, it's played for laughs, and it is funny. But um, uh, just just as a reminder to the you know dozen of you who will watch this, but uh, suicide's not cool. Uh, you don't yeah, you don't get to do that shit. Not to not to yourself, and certainly not to the people in your life. And just reach out to anyone, even us, if you know me. Just reach yeah. out. There's someone who cares. Yes, who do absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why they changed the ending of this film because they were going to have Lydia dying and hanging out with them as a ghost, but uh, they didn't want what? to. Oh yeah, that's... yeah. They didn't want to encourage the idea that uh, death or suicide was cool in young people. Yeah, so there's actually this is the afterlife and you can just fuck with people because there would definitely be some people who are thinking oh you can get your family to sing and dance at a dinner party give it a go like no that's not yeah yep yep don't need that so yeah i okay so i think it is after this that we get to the football team in juno's office and uh Mm. um you get the you get the cool effect which i didn't realize till so i watched it once to write notes read all the IMDb credit, you know, the goofs and all the fun trivia and watched it again. And behind the Maitlands, when they're talking, you can see a theater, like an audience of people sat there watching the movie, Oh, nice. which is meant to be some fourth dimension of thinking, obviously the living are watching this and the dead are watching this. Like, that's just a cool fun fact that you'd never really notice. But nice, 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 sure. nice. Um, I think here we get... Uh... I think Beetlejuice first meeting Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, he's laying on like a sunbed outside the hall or on top of the whole house. Right. And she's looking for the Maitlands. Right. And uh, I, I can't remember what his whole spiel is, but there's this one little line of uh, 
he just one offline of you know shit like that or whatever that just it got me really hard uh when i was oh, watching is, this is it the bit where he, he can't say his name yeah something like that says, if i can't tell you my name because you'll you'll tell your friends they'll be calling about me i yeah. to do mold appearances shit like that yeah yeah <laughs> it, it got me really hard with it but uh uh and you know he's trying to get her to and you've got uh you know they're gonna play charades right and um you know you get the beetle in the corner and then the 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 very very heavily branded orange juice uh you know it's definitely not product placement no not whatsoever um and boy uh it takes her a minute to get that one but uh she gets it starts with breakfast when you see orange juice that's yes breakfast drink um or glass <laughs> yep but uh ultimately she does get it she says it a couple of times and then thinks better of it and you you with a snake so fuck you yep absolutely uh and then uh adam and babs do save the day but they come rolling in as they're you know horribly oh, distorted fucking, yeah yep. eyes on the thing the teeth in the mouth it's yeah, and they just look so great. And they scare the shit out of her, and they make her feel like you know uh, they don't want anything to do with her again. And she takes it pretty, pretty badly. Um, and then we move on to the next dinner party, where okay, Otho's bringing in Robert Goulet and uh, a few other ghouls. And uh, they're going to you know, do their best to summon Adam and Barbara. To do a seance. And... Yeah. yeah. And... Why, did they, why did she keep the wedding clothes? Because they make the joke of everything went to goodwill. But yeah. Keep the wedding clothes. That's creepy. I, mean, I, I get they set it up earlier in the film when she in the, you know, moves her out the yeah. way. Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's strange. But. Uh, apparently Otho knows what the hell he's doing or at least can read stereo instructions because he manages to bring them forth right and well they start shriveling away so quickly um in my notes i have watching adam and babs shrivel away hurts my soul it's like watching a time lapse of mark from every zoom call Um, oh yes you beautiful human being sorry mark Oh, you would have done the same. I, I, at this point, I didn't think of that, but I'm so proud right now. Uh, but uh, Lydia takes matters into her own hands, and ooh, it's a real Faustian bargain because hey, Beetlejuice, you know, he wants a green card, you know? Yes. He, uh, <laughs> he, he wants entrance over to the promised land. That's... Yep, yep. So he wants out, and she's his meal ticket, so it's showtime. And showtime. yep, attention came our choppers. Um, <laughs> And you, you get the, like, the iconic suit. That even though it's not in it much, because he changes to the red suit for the wedding, but just the but I tried to order one for this. Oh. <laughs> Did not get it in time. <laughs> no, I've sort of come dressed as uh, Alec Baldwin's character, because he has the red shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red and white hey, that's a good job <laughs> as it is. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, the iconic striped suit. And yeah, you know. It, yeah, from... he comes out as the circus clown. And uh, for a movie called Beetlejuice, he's in it for a remarkably little time, but yeah. uh, the little bit that he, he is. Has, I think he has 17 minutes screen, oh, wow. 17 minutes on screen. And I know it's the first time we first really see him that first, you know, when they dig him out of the ground. 
47 minutes into this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's only an hour and a half film. This is a short movie. It's like, you, you barely see the entire character, but he's the most, you know, he's instantly recognisable. It's so quotable. You just know he's not even the lead character, but he's the lead character. Come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, very much anti-hero, right? Um, so, yes. Um, you know, step right up and he's got his uh, inflatable mallets for the test of strength there. And Robert Goulet and wife get uh, rocketed through the ceiling and... They're like totally dead, aren't they? He he oh, yeah. absolutely uh, killed them. Um, yeah, you ain't coming back from that. Nope. It's, it's an, like they said earlier with a hard, you know, country wood and stuff. I'm sure it's got to be the same in the ceilings. So. Yeah, yeah. They're splattered all over the rafters. Or if they did make it through the ceiling, they had a hard landing somewhere. Um, so, yeah, they're done, so That's going to need to be decorated. Yeah, a little bit. And then, uh, where are you going, round boy? And the spotlight on Otho and his dark suit is ripped away to something that he finds very, very distasteful. This uh, powder blue suit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. with... um, He he is not pleased. He's more terrified by what he's wearing than uh, everything that's going on in the scene. The, The death of two people all the weird ghost shit and the fact that it's a suit that I think's kind of cool. But obviously horror film, or horror light film, you got to get that girly scream. Oh. But, you know, it's that high-pitched yep. squeal. Yep. And uh, then the sculptures come to life and uh, hold Charles and uh, Delia still as um, witnesses for the unfortunate marriage between Beetlejuice and Lydia. Um when he has doubts, just do I want to do this? Am I sure she's the right one? And just he, he, told he myself I'd never do this before. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it kind of goes on and on, but no, nah, it, it I I don't hate the length of the scene. Um, but yes, um, when he covers Lydia's mouth for his little ventriloquism bit, and the yes, I love that man of mine. Um, <laughs> Of saying about, yeah, it's just the, the whole thing when she's depressing that like, even the fact that she's saying something positive, it's just like, nope, that just feels makes it extra wrong. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, the whole child bride thing is um, just about as terrifying as anything else happening in this film. And somehow Adam and Barbara um, got back to their old selves throughout all of this. I don't, Pretty quickly, yeah. yeah, I don't know if Beetlejuice had actually rescued them as part of, I guess that was kind of part of the deal. Yeah, I got the impression that it was sort of he comes in to sort it out and it's he hopes they're dead, they're dead. So I guess, I guess that kind of works. Yeah. But then it's also the thing of they all try to stop him. They say it so slowly. Why do they pause after every Beetlejuice? You know, she goes, Beetlejuice, because then zip, be, like, they have really the metal be. mending plate on her mouth. And uh, yeah. so he just, you know, poofs her off to Saturn. And, uh, you know, luckily in the transition, the plate disappears. Uh, and she's got, you know, massive sandworms everywhere. And she's like, Oh fuck. And, uh, Adam's been, uh, miniaturized, uh, to the model and he, yeah, he's by the broken car. Yeah. He gets the truck and he, uh, fires it up and, uh, takes off off the table and wow, that truck got some decent suspension to make a fall like that and keep moving. That's- but, um, things just built better in the old days. You know? I, don't I make them like they used to. I suppose. Now, 
I was always under the impression all the years that I've seen this film and it's, it's not like it's an obscure film or anything, but that she screams Beetlejuice a final time as she comes crashing through the ceiling with the sandworm. But I don't think she does. I think the worm just fucking eats him. Yeah. That's quicker. You know, the, the worms there with a the little, little mouth, just eat it quicker. It's just, yeah, you know, you can have a sore throat being on Saturn. You know, it's dry. You can have, yeah, you, know, you can need a drink. You don't want to be shouting names. Yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm curious how he ends up trapped in the waiting room again. Then, is it that? I don't know. Did he? Did the wedding get officiated? So he came back to life, then he died again. Maybe. Possibly? Did he die and die again? Did the worm eating him kill him or something? I don't know. Because I, I guess the whole point of the, if they go. They're obviously not meant to be on Saturn. So the worms are obviously there as a deterrent or the thing. So I guess if you get eaten by one, maybe you die again? I don't know. It's uh it's, it's one of those little uh not exactly a plot hole, but uh if if you think about it for too long, it's like Yeah. It makes sense. Yep, absolutely. But uh yeah, we cut to, you know, maybe a couple of months later and uh, Lydia's getting out of school and she's saying goodbye to people that she's obviously friendly with. So, you know, growth on her part, right? Yeah, um, well. yeah absolutely. Uh, so she rides home and, uh, you know, says, Hey to everybody. And, uh, Adam and Babs, they check in with her about, you know, how was school? And, uh, you know, well, you know, it's not watching it on the science, the kids you get on the science test. I want you to cut up a frog. It's against my religion. That's all I got to see. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a sweet deal. That's a sweet oh, deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then the math test, she, you know, joshes them a little bit. And it's like, nope, I got an A, you know, because they were helping her study all week for it. And how cute is that? You know, the yeah, ghost in the house. This is the happy family, you know. Yeah. They get what they want. Up. And, uh, you know, uh, Charles gets his, you know, relaxation with the exception of having ugly sculpture shoved in his face and uh even delia she's sculpting again you know she's only happy when she's sculpting um no, no one else is because they're the things of nightmares yes but... absolutely but uh you know deal's a deal uh so they break out some uh harry balafonte and uh they possess delia or uh lydia rather to uh help her dance and fly through the air and uh that's it, it it's so cheesy but so fun oh hell yeah yeah, um, credits just with more we, we good do Danny get the Elfman. Beetlejuice in the waiting room. Yep, back he to steals, yep, that's the, true. The guys that you take. The, oh, it looks like I'm next. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to. I'm doing a photo shoot with Vanity Fair. They've been after me for years. And mm-hmm. it's pretty, uh, hey, I think it's a good look for me. Yep, yep, yeah. He uh, tried feeling up the um, magician's assistant. Yeah, and he got slapped away. The legs. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, is the effect all that great of the shrunken head? It's um, some really bad green screening, but uh, that's uh, it, it, they just pulled the camera away from Michael Geehan. Yeah, just hope that yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could have done some kind of a dolly zoom type thing. I don't know, but uh, ultimately, uh, it works well enough. You know, you get the little high pitched voice, uh, and then for sure, the end, end credits. Yeah, and, credits yeah, um. And that's fucking Beetlejuice. Um, it's fucking Beetlejuice, as you said it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's been talks of them doing a sequel, and obviously there was an animated series years and years ago. 
Um, oh God, it sounds like most of the cast is coming back to do the sequel. The oh, hell? I mean, that's good for Gina Davis because she's done not, you know. No, she's been a little quiet lately. And so is, to be fair, Winona Ryder. But uh, I, I got to look this up and see what we can find here as far as uh, any information. I don't know. It's uh, you, you don't seem very uh, good with a sequel either. Do you? It's, uh, it's very few and far between where they do a sequel to a long, after a long time. I think me and you both love Blade Runner 2049. Like I think it's far superior than the first one. That's one of the few cases I can actually think of, of that. That's spot on. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, they've done it a lot with um, like, the you know Anchorman two and stuff that was crap and oh, yeah. I know these are all comedies but there's very few cases where a long waited high or you know a long waited delay for a sequel ever really works even I adore Ghostbusters Afterlife but that's just an hour and a half of fan service oh absolutely it, it was like, good fan service but um <laughs> yeah these um these sequels that take place 30, 40 years after the fact, like Blade Runner 2049 and uh, the upcoming Top Gun film. Um, You know, sometimes they work. Sometimes it's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I found a little bit of trivia. Um, Seth Graham Smith, uh, he's the guy that wrote uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um. He's been working on the script since uh, 2012. That's not Ooh, a good sign at all. That's a problem. Yeah. And in March of 2014, Michael Keaton said that this was the only sequel he's interested in doing. Um, okay. Well, that was eight years ago. Um, hmm. Is, is Michael Keaton short of money? He must I know he's going back for Batman. But... Yeah. Oh, you know, he got that sweet, sweet uh, Morbius money, right? Um, oh God, don't, oh, don't. I forgot he's in that. Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. But they're not just thinking story-wise, logically. Do ghosts age? Because obviously they're going to need a lot of de-aging to make them look how they worked. Which they're getting otherwise... much, much better at these days. Yeah. Um it's becoming less and less distracting for sure. Um, but. Also, with the makeup and everything, I think Keaton could pull that off just fine. And if yeah. Lydia were to, you know, obviously she's going to be an adult in this. Uh, Winona Ryder is what, around 50 now, something like that. Sounds right, yeah. Mid to late 40s, 50s, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure she's going to be the mom of some type of a similar situation. It'll probably, they'll probably just force awakens it. You know, it'll be largely it'll be the a, same movie. Yeah. Yeah. Largely. Do, do, do you think Lydia would die and then she'll hang out with the Maitlands and they all. Perhaps. Yeah. That's the one that'll be difficult to de-age Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. If I, I can't yeah. recall if they're in it, but I know for sure Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if Alec Baldwin does anything for a while. Yeah, yeah. See, unfortunately, the yeah, yeah. That's oof, that was awful. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just I uh, I don't 
need a Beetlejuice too. And it's like every sequel that they do that's years and years after the fact. I'm sure the trailer will have the score, but played mournfully on a piano and, you know, very, very down tempo and mournful. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, you know, throw in all the little bits of fan service and Easter eggs to, you know, pique your interest. And, uh, and then we'll see trailers of it for two years because it'll get postponed by the continuing pandemic, just like Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah, that one is a shame. That's just, I mean, it's hope for Morbius. I haven't got to see that one. So the further that gets away, better for me. That's the less that's in my life, the better. Yeah, I'm totally fine with uh, not seeing Morbius until it's something I'm already paying for with a streaming service. Um, and even then, you know, maybe get a few drinks in me before I do. Yeah, I, I think both of us would just watch that for the interview. Yeah. It's- the amount of shit movies they've made me watch, I don't mind if they're free oh, or somewhere yeah. like they're already paying for it. But. I, I think the only ones I ever skipped over very, very purposefully were the Transformers films for in review. Um, I couldn't I, do it. I the, the fifth one is so good because it's so bad. It's uh, Batman and Robin levels of i just is as fun as batman and robin can be i can't bring myself to watch that shit it's really 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 drunk (laughs) i i suppose that's a way to tackle it uh andy uh final thoughts on beetlejuice it's a good fit. There was something I want to touch on because you mentioned it when we we first started talking about this, which is something I didn't realize that obviously being an old film, you get a lot of how things haven't aged well with the the overly the horny Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. the suicide stuff. And you said about um effectively Tim Burton being a bit racist. Yeah, uh that's the word around the campfire that uh he casts mostly white actors in his films because he has an easier time lighting them and with makeup making them look scary to him. Um it's the dumbest shit in we all agree that's the dumbest shit in yeah. the world. If if he believes that, like I know he's a lunatic and a nut job as it is, but hit him on the head, it might fix that bit. Just yeah, I mean, if that's more internet rumor than anything, then apologies. But uh, you do notice there are not many people of color in his films. Um, yeah. 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 Once you, you point it out, you're like, shit, yeah, that's... You may not notice. I mean, so I was thinking about quite a thing, because I, I assumed you might want to touch on it, and it was quite a serious thing, that me being from like a small touristy town, I don't see that many non-white people as it is so it's something you don't pick up on until you it's pointed out and especially with this you you don't feel like the Dieters would know non-white you know people of different ethnicities because you know it's the 80s they're the rich dickheads and stuff it's that yeah i mean story-wise it makes a bit of sense but it's i think when you really real world think about it's like no that's just a bit shitty that's it's one of those things it's sadly a film that i really love but if if you struggle with sort of putting, you know, putting yourself back in that time or ignoring the poor aging stuff, it can be a bit of an issue, really. Yeah. Which is a downside because there's a lot of great films that are fucking annoyingly problematic nowadays, which is a downside, but it's like, it, you know, it varies from person to person, doesn't it? It's everyone's personal take of 
can you ignore that or do you sort of you know the whole artist and art yeah thing. separating the art from artist that conversation yeah. it's uh i think there's some instances where it's possible to do so and others where it's next to impossible i think absolutely yeah. once someone has passed on or they're no longer making money from something then it's certainly a little bit more tolerable but uh and then there's other instances where you know maybe the situation was a little overdone and the person has had an opportunity to grow but um that's far more rare and yeah that's not that's not that often. is it's... not common um you know the only one that i can think of of recent times is just somebody like uh what's his face aziz ansari where you know he made some major apologies but he has struggled to make his way back and uh you know it's yeah that and, said yeah, about that that's that's one person and no disrespect to these, but he wasn't exactly the biggest, you know, one of the more bigger names to, he sort of kind of had to try and get back because he, you know, he didn't have a long enough career to keep money back. Like, mm -hmm. as as a horrible person, as like, say, Kevin Spacey is like a, right. he, does, he, he, he can never come back and he doesn't need to because unfortunately he's rich as fuck. So right. he's unfortunately going to be, he's set for life as it is. But it's that, Hell, even yeah. Cosby made his way out of prison. Um, yeah, I know. Happy Sunday, Andy. Um, Happy Sunday, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this is a, a movie all about suicide, so you've got to bring the tone down a bit. <laughs> oh, God. Andy, uh, if you'd like, where can people find you? Like if I, I, I am AndyMac9995 game on Twitter. I didn't have the game originally. I lost the access to that account, so I now have that. I am Andy9995 on Twitch. I stream at a very terrible routine, but Sea of Thieves, and if I'm on there, you'll see me swearing, sinking, making fun of Mark, calling him old, which get that extra jab in. And there was one joke I didn't get to do at the beginning, which was, obviously, I did pick Beetlejuice. I just like to let the audience know that Joe would not let me pick my original film, which was The Last Jedi, because that film is nothing but pure horror. <laughs> get that dig in there. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's that's the price of getting you on here as a guest. I'll take it. Uh, well, this has been Murders with Mertens, a horror film podcast. Thank you for letting us tickle your ear holes. I'll be back soon enough with another episode. But until next time, stay spoopy, everyone. Yeah.